Welcome to Cornerstone Radio with Pastor John, Pastor Ed, and Blaine Nurse, where we encourage you to think big and act bigger. Along with your help, Cornerstone Transitional Housing is here to break the cycle of homelessness in the greater San Diego area and help men and women get control of their lives. As long as poverty, injustice, and inequality exist, none of us can truly rest. Now, here's your hosts, John, Ed, and Blaine. Good evening. Welcome to Cornerstone Transitional Housing. If this is your first time you ever joined us at Cornerstone Radio, our mission is to break the cycle of homelessness and help men and women. Hey, folks, I want to welcome you to the show. We're going to have a uh, great topic tonight. We have a special guest. His name is Stan Kaplan. And uh, Stan, we um, Ruthie and I are happy to be here with you, and we just want to welcome you to the show, Stan. Thank you. It's great to be here. Great. We always start our show off, Stan. We'd like to always give a praise report uh, to um, about the homeless, what happened last week. And Ruthie, would you like to break us in on that that topic, or do you want me to start off? Or yeah, I um, I did have the privilege to pray with uh, with several people on, on Saturday at the park, and I've noticed that they're becoming more and more receptive to prayer, and they're asking for prayer. And I just think it's really exciting. I, I see hearts being softened and, and people being more open to prayer and open to the truth. And I just love that. I think it's beautiful. Ain't it? Um, I noticed that, too. They are coming up asking, and um, and they're just really receptive to hear the Word of God. Yeah. And, and, and you notice how they're listening to the Word? More and more, yeah. More they're, and they're more. They're tuning in more and more and, and not, you know, so, just so distracted. Uh, you know, grabbing clothes and stuff. Yeah. We had a lot of people that were coming up and asking for help. And I think that's really uh, a great sign. Uh, you know, they're just not taking the clothes. They're not just taking the food. They're not just grabbing the water. They're not just out there hanging out just, you know, just for a social thing. They're asking and they're reaching out for help. And um, it kept me busy. And then we're having people that are being sent to us. So I had a couple of them that came out this last weekend and was asking for help. And, it, you know, and um, they're not, some are not homeless, too. We're getting people that are having domestic violence in the household, and, um, and they heard that we're helping people. So we, we help people of different caliber about there. So it's not only the homeless that we're helping, we're helping others, too. But I think that's a good, uh, a great thing that God is laying on us so um, that we get to give back to them. And, um, and so um, is there anything else that uh, was out there that you noticed? Well, we're gaining their trust. They're, they're, they're coming and they're asking for help because we've gained their trust. Yes, it, we really have. And, and that's over years. I think that builds. They know that we're not there to uh, judge. That's a one thing. They get enough of that on the streets out there. And second of all, that we're there about their welfare and that they know is when they're ready for help. And, and, you know, I think sometimes you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make a drink. And that's, you know, that's the right thing to say because I think everybody, I don't think anybody really wants to be out there. I just think that right. sometimes they get caught up and they don't have a, a hope to get off. It gets a, it's, um, it's like a, like, it's like a magnetic, it's a magnet. It just holds them and, and, and it won't let them go. And, and they build themselves up, and then they get tickets, and then they get um, fines, and the fines now become a problem because now they have to give back, you know, because they get interest on that, right. on their fines. And they dig themselves in a hole, and then they get that where they get so much in the fines that they, um, that the government or are, are they take the, you know, and when they get a the job, it takes out that pay too. So it leads a little different of um, situations out there, we find out. 
Right. So. It seems to be a cycle. Once they find themselves in, they, they can't seem to, to dig themselves out. Yeah. And so they we seem trapped. Yeah. And, you know, and um, our shelters are pretty full now. Mm-hmm. As I know, Stan is going to be talking a little bit about homeless today and that. So, um, And the hotel rooms are full? The hotel rooms are being filled back up again. And, yeah. yes, absolutely. So it just, it just rolls down. Yeah, absolutely does. So, good. Okay, let's go into the show. Hey, Stan, we will welcome you again to the show. I'm just glad that you're here. Stan is running for? Congress in the 51st District. In the 51st District. Oh, great. I love it. It's out in our district area. Good. Yes. Uh, I actually ran last time as a Republican against a Democrat, uh, Sarah Jacobs. She's very far left. Uh, I've only That was my first uh, entry into politics. I got in because no one was going to oppose her. And the reason I would get in at this late stage of my life is that I'm very unhappy about what's going on in our country. I'm concerned about its future and what it portrays for future generations. So uh, I would like to explore a few things uh, today, if I could, with the listeners that may be helpful. Absolutely. I'm really interested in hearing about how you're going to resolve the situations that uh, that this country is going. I'm not happy in which is happening in our, you know, our country now. It's a lot different place than what I grew up in. And um, I know that what we see out there with the homeless, um, the crime waves that's going on, uh, you know, we got the immigration that's coming down. There's a lot of things. What would you like to start at tonight? Well, I'd like to put a general appeal out to the listeners today. Um, I have been on the streets talking to my voters. What are their concerns? And there's something that's very discouraging. So many of them have given up. They feel like they can't do anything any longer. And I, I say to them, Please, if you're not currently registered, in this great republic of ours, we the people are supposed to be governing. And if you give up that right, that privilege, then you're going to get something perhaps that is not in your best interest. And talking about what's not in your best interest, I will tell you that the policies that have come out of Washington, D.C. the last couple of years are so contrary to what our founding fathers would have wanted and what is in America's best interest. It's almost like, and I say this when I'm speaking sometime, if President Xi from China, mm-hmm. the communist premier, were sitting in the White House running the policy in this country, it wouldn't be any different than what you've seen the last two years. There is a deliberate effort to tear down this country, the fabric of society here, and change the whole structure. And I will beg your audience to get registered, to vote, to stand up, to push back, or you're going to lose your constitutional freedoms. Boy, I'm seeing more of that, too. Um, what would you say um, is what, what I would say is how would you fix that? Well, first of all, one of the reasons that I'm running, I'm running in a very difficult district. My opponent, Sarah Jacobs, is from a very wealthy family. They're billionaires. And unfortunately, today, so much about politics is money. Not only getting in, it seems that people today, if they have enough money, can buy their way in. And that's got to change. You know, they'll talk about term limits until they get up there. And Mm -hmm. then you don't hear from them anymore. So I will promise this. Once I'm up there, I will introduce a term limits bill 
and I will put on my website real time who in Congress has agreed to it and who hasn't because this is necessary because every one of my voters that I talk to, it's not whether they're Democrat or Republican anymore because they know once these representatives get to Washington, they want to stay there. They become the same. They look out for their own self-interest, and they forget the people that they're supposed to represent. So we have to have turnover. But more importantly, I'm asking the listeners, don't vote for party. Look at the candidate. What does he stand for? Is he truly going to look out for what's best for you and vote that candidate? And for that reason, I'm running as an independent this time. Wow. I totally agree with you there. Um, We do know that. They talk about cleaning out the swamp. I do believe that swamp has been there for a long time, and I believe that's going to be a tough thing. How would you start with that? Well, first of all, I wouldn't just clean it. I'd bulldoze it. I mean, (laughs) I'd go down to the foundation, bedrock. (laughs) You know, we're laughing. Uh, It's it's very sad. It, It does have to be cleaned out. You know, the primary responsibility of a government is to make sure that their citizens are safe and secure. And I will tell you today that people don't feel safe because they've seen both foreign policy and domestic policy. Mm -hmm. Foreign policy is allowing millions of immigrants to just to rush the border and, and, and to take over this country. And I will tell you that this is hurting our hardworking, taxpaying American citizens. That's one reason that the first bill I'm going to introduce is the Personal Income Tax Relief Act. And that says that anybody, I don't care about what party, I don't care, you know, your ethnicity, you deserve a break. It's very difficult to make ends meet today. And you should not pay any income tax on the first 50000 of earned income. So I want to give breaks to people right off the bat. But in addition to that, I want to see that they feel safe and secure in their own community. And I've authored other bills from starting with the the uh, highest echelon in Washington, D.C. I don't care whether you're the president. I don't care if you're a cabinet member or the head of the FBI. If you have broken our constitutional laws, you need to pay. And what does pay mean? You need to be removed from office and potentially prisoned if found guilty. That flows all the way down to smash and grab. If I'm a smash and grabber and I know I'm going to get away with it, why would I stop? Yeah. And so the whole attitude today is that criminals know they're not going to get prosecuted. And so what do we need to do? We need to do the opposite of what we're doing. We need to empower police and we need to fund them and we need to make them feel good about who they are. It's a noble profession and we need to promote that as such. We need to do everything we can to mandate that existing laws, whether it's immigration, whether it's local or national, you have to obey the law. And that has, that's for an orderly society. I don't care what level. And once you start making people pay for their crimes, you're going to be amazed at the deterrent that it becomes. And all of a sudden, 
people feel like, well, maybe I don't want to go to jail for stealing $950 from Nordstrom's. Uh, you know, maybe a, a politician, and we had one this last week, a senator. He's taken bribes and given away, you know, uh, uh, they given away our personal, uh, you know, information to foreign governments. Uh, this stuff, you you can't have these people being part of a civil society based on what this country was founded on. Mm-hmm. So it, it's it's all levels. And I will tell you, it's even filtered down to, you know, women's locker rooms, women's sports, women's – I mean, I, I – I, I, you know, I'm sorry I, I sound upset, but the whole breakdown of society is just not punishing people for things that they're not supposed to do. And it's beyond that. What makes sense? I mean, if you have a little girl, do you want her to, you know, have a boy come in while she's getting undressed or or, or, go, or using the restroom? It makes no sense anymore. Uh, you know, people have to go back and they have to say, I know there's two genders. There's a male and a female. There's a difference. And, and, and you know, a man can't get pregnant. You know, I, I, I am so frustrated with what people are buying into, but more so that people are not standing up and saying, enough of this nonsense. I have had enough. Mm-hmm. And quite frankly, whether I win or lose, if I can get people to stand up and start a kind of a movement to oppose this, we may still have a chance. You know, Stan, you, you were talking about immigration. I um, I just want to know and let the the uh, people out there know you're not against immigration them coming up you're just against them not doing what they're supposed to do and just letting these people just go 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 i guess is that what you're saying and how about transgender too i'm going to give you a couple here transgender you're not against them you just don't want them to share uh uh the same bathroom with a lady or um or you know you want them to have their own restrooms is that what you're kind of handing at well well if if you're first of all let's just get some facts Mm -hmm. less than one half of one percent claim that they're transgender, okay? That means 99.5% are not transgender. You would think, with all of the nonsense in the media today that somehow is supporting this controversy, that everybody's transgender. Well, I'm telling you they're not, and I'm telling you it's okay for you to say, I don't want to be transgender. Look, they deserve if they're adults and if they want to mutilate their body or change their sex or do whatever they want that's their business okay now leave the little minors alone leave them alone but if you're you know in your majority and you want to do that you still deserve your constitutional freedoms and protections and just obey the law and that's fine but stop pushing your ideology on 99 and a half percent of us stay out of our restrooms because if you were born a man you can call yourself a woman or you can call yourself a sheep or a goat or whatever you want. You're still a man and you stay and you use the men's restroom. If I could go back to uh, – you mentioned the, the, the border. No, I want everybody to come in legally. Yes, this country was built on immigrants. My grandparents were immigrants. I mean – but they, they came legally. They didn't have their hand out for cell phones and, and, and free houses and big apartments in San Francisco and, you know, free food. And it's just outrageous. People are coming here for the wrong reason. They're not coming here because they have something to add to the country. They're coming here because they're taking from the country. And the, uh, 
the fentanyl, why in the world mm-hmm. would anybody keep a border open if they're killing 100,000 Americans? I just – well, again, I guess President Xi is in the White House. I mean it doesn't make any sense, does it? You're deliberately killing our children. So you got to shut it down. Yes, we can still have legal immigration, but I will tell you, I think that of the six, seven, eight million people that have been put in here and they are not vetted, they're not vetted. Nobody knows who they are. Mm-hmm. They're on the terrorist watch list. They're drug pushers. You know, they prostitute little girls. I mean, you know, think about if they were doing this to your kids, okay? Think about if your child got killed with fentanyl because some deadbeat, you know, was let in. And, or think about if they, you know, went to a voucher motel, uh, you know, picked your little uh, girl up off the playground and took her to a voucher motel and raped her. I mean, let's start thinking of it personally here because it's happening to somebody's little girl. It's got to be stopped. And I want everybody that's not here legally, I want them vetted. Yeah. Okay. Ruth, do you have a question for Stan? I do. I know that um, in San Francisco and in L.A. counties, they are giving out uh, free free crack pipes and free needles to, to drug users. And I was wondering what your thoughts are on that. Well, it's uh, stupid. I mean, why in the world would you promote drug addicts? I mean – these people need to be rehabilitated, okay? They have problems, and you solve the problems not by, you know, giving them more drugs. I mean, can you imagine if your son came in, he was acting a little weird and stuff, you were giving him allowance, and then later you find out that, you know, he's buying uh, marijuana or cocaine or whatever. And so all of a sudden he comes in, can I, you increase my allowance? I want to buy some heroin now. I mean, you, 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 you say, you're going to treatment, you know, you don't put up with it, and you do the best you can for these people. But giving away free uh, – I mean, that's one way to draw more uh, uh, people to San Francisco, I guess. Uh, you don't have to give them tours of the Bay. You can just say, hey, come for free uh, crack and dope, and we'll give you a free house. And it, it, it's, it's so contrary to what you should be doing to solve the problem. Yeah. It is a big problem. It is. It is. Now, I, I, I like the way you talked about our uh, on officers, our police officers out there. They do an incredible job with the, with their what they got to deal with now. Yes. And um, and I know there's a lot of crime that people you see it all the time throughout on throughout the channels on the news. And it's getting little. What would you do about that? How would you handle the crime that we're having? Lately? OK, well, first of all. The officers have to feel confident that they're not going to be prosecuted for doing their job. So they – I mean I don't know if it's going to take laws, but at least they have to know that from the top down they're supported. They also have to have support from prosecutors. Now, these prosecutors that don't prosecute, I think they should be prosecuted. Get them out of there. I mean, we have to have everybody that wants a civil society here. I mean, that's their job. And so, uh, you know, this sounds uh, uh, simplistic, but the, the it's gotten outrageous in the fact that people are putting up with it. And all we have to do, like I said earlier, is start throwing these people in jail and keeping them there for a long, long time, and that will solve the problem. You have to have prosecutors that will work with the police, and the police have to be 
emboldened i mean they have to know that they can do their job that you know they're again they're not going to be uh become you know the bad guy the criminal is not the victim the criminal has hurt somebody he's stolen from somebody he's he he, he needs to be punished All right again uh getting back to a little bit about homeless now yes we don't would you be would you put out more shelters um I know that we're hurting on shelters. We don't have enough beds to even take what we have out on the streets now um, into care. Um, how would you ha- kind of handle that? Well, you know, I've got kind of a simple program. Seems simple to me. Of course, it's something always gets watered down by legislation or whatever. But it, there comes a time when people have to just say certain people should not be part of society i mean i hate to say it but that's just that's a reality if you murder somebody maybe you should be in jail and not be allowed to murder again you know you rape somebody maybe you shouldn't be able to walk the streets near and go to a school and pick out somebody else i mean you put people away you isolate them if they're criminals okay now unfortunately drug addicts may or may not be criminals but they have issues and if they are so drugged out or so mentally ill that they really have no answer then and 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 they are harming others just by their presence uh, uh they're harassing whatever they need to be separated from society and given help now i'm not being uh, you know i'm not being dis compassionate i'm simply saying that sometimes we need to have compassion for the people that are being criminalized the innocent citizens that just want to have an everyday life and not be bothered by you know someone that's mentally ill or drug addicted so i think there should be professional medical treatment centers Mm -hmm. and what those do is that they take people in and by the way i want the police to have the authority maybe they give someone laying around the street or in a voucher motel they say you have 24 hours you can choose to go to our medical treatment center or uh you know or you know or move you're gone and we're going to take you there you have 24 hours to decide and so most of them don't know that they need to go and even after you tell them and so you take them there and you properly diagnose them you properly treat them for that diagnosis with the best people and the best help they can have uh if uh, they can have job training uh they can have uh access to religion they can be given a stable environment and they the the goal being that they are going to be given every opportunity to become self-sufficient and productive members of society mm. but they are not in a position to say when they can come and go no it's up to a medical review board and uh again that seems harsh to some people but it's a practical solution to take care of people's problems and give them the best chance to reorient back into society and it's the most compassionate the most compassionate for the people that are on on the street just trying to have an everyday life you know um you're bringing up some good points here and um if uh, listeners out there and they said you know what i'd like to jump on board with you and maybe help you with volunteer work or anything like that how would they get a hold of you yes and thank you for saying that because i will tell you i've got such a small group of volunteers i'll go out and it's a a a little disheartening that i'll talk to so many people they'll agree with me they'll say they want to help and then just go about their everyday lives 
please go to kaplanforcongress.com, C-A-P like Paul, L-A-N-F-O-R-C-O-N-G-R-E-S-S dot com. And if you can give a little bit of time, we're giving out flyers. We're just getting the word out, just like I'm talking to you today. I want everybody to feel comfortable that they can talk like this with their friends, just like we're around the kitchen table. Let's get the word out and let's work together and let's put some people in Congress that really will fight for you, make a difference and won't be afraid and won't want to fit in with the group up there and just look after their best interest. Let's take our country back. Please go to my website communicate with me through email i'll get back to you look forward to working with you and and, and god bless any um, phone number for them maybe well i'm gonna right, it's better just go with it i'm gonna give my personal phone number right now on the air and they can call me 858-837-1087 that's my personal cell phone if anybody would like to talk to me i'd, I'd, I'd welcome your support Ruthie, you know, uh, Stan has really a big passion of having change in America. And, you know, I, I can feel the passion from you across the table here. I'm sure the audience can hear the passion that you have. Um, you do want to change. Um, and um, I believe in your values that you have a lot of good values there. So, again, could you give them your email one more time so that they can? Yes. Stan at KaplanForCongress.com. But you can reach all of all of that through my website, uh, KaplanForCongress.com, C-A-P-L-A-N-F-O-R-C-O-N-G-R-E-S-S.com. Stan, I want to appreciate you being on the show. I feel your heart is really into this. Um, America does need a change now. There is a lot of things that are going on that I don't like either. You hit a lot of them. And Ruthie, you have a scripture. Would you read that for us real quick? I would be happy to. This is from Psalm 30. Sing to the Lord, all you godly ones. Praise his holy name, for his anger lasts only a moment, but his favor lasts a lifetime. Weeping may last through the night, but joy comes in the morning. Amen. You know, God is hope. You, um, Lord is with you. If you ever need him, just reach out to him. He'll be there to touch your life. You know, I just want to appreciate again, Stan, you coming on the show. I'm, I'm going to definitely look you up on your, your email there and your um and on your internet there so um you know what folks uh if you want to be a service reach out to uh stand there um ruthie you got the last suggestion for the show tonight <laughs> i think america needs change absolutely well i'd like to give a shout out our sponsor javier over sombreros thank you guyna and kim over goodwill thank you for helping us with the clothes Stephen forsyth elko and one church we appreciate your help and and thank you, Skyline folks, Church. and Skyline Church, absolutely, for helping us out. God bless you, folks. I hope that you enjoyed the show tonight. Thank you for listening to Cornerstone Radio. Join us again next week at the same time as we work together to break the cycle of homelessness, restore hope, and help men and women regain control of their lives. Your generosity, philanthropy, and general contributions are always welcome and will make a positive impact on the lives of those in need every day. Take part in making a difference by visiting cornerstonetransitionalhousing.org. That's cornerstonetransitionalhousing.org.